When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, so on this week's throwback episode, we bring back the show of Brad P. No, not Brad Pitt. (laughs) He wanted to come on. We rejected him. Yes. So instead we got Brad P., the pickup artist man. Yes. Who's very talented, very tall and lanky, and not the first person that you would think would be able to get women but he gets definitely lots the last of them. person that you would think would be able to. What get did I women. say? The first person? You, like, well, you said not the first person that you yeah, would think not of. The first yeah, person. no, because I had said a long time ago he looked like Big Bird, like an, like a cute Big Bird, emo goth Big Bird. But actually, the first time that I ever met Brad P, I, I heard hope he doesn't of him. listen to this. Oh, he, there's no fucking way he's listening <laughs> to this. Um, the first time I ever met him was at a pickup artist convention, and. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say at a Sesame Street convention. No, I wish I was at a Sesame Street convention. I wish I was at a Sesame Street convention. It would be amazing. But um, Not me, dear he God. was walking up towards me, and I just thought, oh, he's not very attractive. And then I just remember having a feeling in my body, I can't really describe it, that it, of attraction. I don't even know what it was, but as he got closer, there was something that I found intriguing about him. And then when he talked to me, I was like, oh, this is like a really solid guy. And I liked him and I wanted to impress him. I remember I remember that about him. I think I told him that on this episode. But this episode um, was when we were at Playboy still. And he was talking to us about how he started to learn pickup. He did it all on his own, but he would just practice. He was like the practice master. And he would go into the subways in New York because he was a musician, so he was always oh my god, you know what's popular? It's like it's miserable enough to be on the subways in New York, let alone going down there to practice picking up women. Oh yeah, 100%. oh my god, just double torture. But he would he would like try different routines, and he would slowly create a routine that would get the best results. Like he's very analytical, so I think he ended up on. Well, you'll hear it in the episode what his like master line was, but I thought it was actually a really good line. But. I love how he's, he he talks about how he's figured things out, which I think is absolutely amazing. Anyway, also on the show was Catherine Urbanic, who's been on a lot of our shows. And sometimes – Single gal. Single gal, who I always think is kind of like – just a, t- a typical girl who doesn't really know what she's putting out there or what she's saying yes, to guys. And yeah. Brad P. actually calls her out several times, which I loved, where he would say – no, what you're saying is wrong. You're thinking about a guy you already like and that you're attracted to. The guys that Brad works with don't have that, aren't like that. No, I'm not saying that they're not attractive guys, but I'm saying they don't already have a girl's attraction. So she, I like how he points out that she's coming from a different place when she's giving advice, which I think is really useful for anybody listening to this show because that's why I think I've done so well in my career because I don't provide that advice, which most women do, and it's not very good advice. Anyway, listen to this uh, show because it was a really good one, and I liked it. Yeah. So enjoy. Do it. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast where you get real <laughs> straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, a comedian. And my mouth is full of chips. Here, of course, with Marnie Kenner. She's a best-selling author. Good inside her. Um, we have our voice of man today, uh, Brad P. He's a dating uh, coach. And uh, we have Kat Urban, who's been on the show before. And she will be on, I think, the first half. Um, and she's a single lady, single gal, who's very adorable. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird without headphones. Yeah, we're not wearing headphones. Yeah, so I don't feel important. the whole... 
Yeah, I just feel like I'm talking to you. Yeah. I'm boring. We're pretty though. average. Yeah, exactly. We're normal people. We are very normal. So those listening, don't be intimidated. I think they're anymore. aware of that already. Yeah, exactly. They're very aware of it. Um, uh, I do want to say, <laughs> yes. just as a reminder, if you guys haven't donated to my Indiegogo campaign, please do did so. Did you get that email I sent to you? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. good. Somebody wants to help you. Yeah, but they also want money. Oh, yeah. so somebody wants to charge you. Well, there's a lot of things. All of a sudden, I'm getting, as soon as I posted, I'm doing an Indiegogo uh, campaign to raise money for the short film I'm doing. Um, and uh, as soon as I posted it, it's funny, all all these like messages came in like, I'll help you raise money. And it's all these um, different marketing options that you can choose to buy into or whatever. But I think that's what that was. Oh, okay. Um, but I can look into it. Um, but uh, it's... Um, it's all over. Oh, my voice cracked. Um, it's all over my Facebook and Twitter. Um, it's uh, igg.com forward slash A as an Apple, T as in Tom. I don't know why. Forward slash friends, quote, unquote, the words. So Those words, not actual quotes. Not actual quotes. Okay. So, gotcha. so A-T- give me five bucks or 10 bucks or whatever. If you've yeah, she doesn't need that show. much. Give her money. No. Let her make her short. Just a couple bucks. That's it. And it will add up. So thank you. Yes. Awesome. Well, you guys are a great audience, so I know that you will help Kristen achieve her goal and make her a very happy person, which would be rare. Rare. Yeah. But it would be great to hear her as a happy person on the show. Yes. Uh, But I want to talk to our guests. So I'm sorry for turning around and focusing on Kristen for a bit, but she needs to be focused on every once in a while. So we have Brad P. So I was saying before the show started, like seven years ago. Oh, you were Brad P. Brad Brad Pitt. Right. Brad Pittler. Pittler. Exactly. (laughs) That's um because what's his name mentioned because he said Brad P and I said is that short for do you say Brad Pitt no I said Brad I think pickup artist or something oh you did or something we were off the air oh, okay and he gotcha. said what's well, actually funny it's he did it as a joke right I mean you're here you can explain yeah. but it was for oh yeah Brad what is Pitt. what's the name from again yeah I just <laughs> had this little joke that I was doing where girls would say what's your name and I would say uh, Brad Pitt. really yeah and they were like that's not your real name and we'd start flirting so eventually. I would see these girls again and they would point at me. They go, Hey, there's Brad Pitt. I love that. And then when I got into coaching, I wanted to work under a pseudonym because it's a dirty, scummy business. Yes. And so I was already kind of used to answering to the name Brad. So I just picked it. What's your real stuck. name? I can't tell you that. Much. I really want to know now. We I feel like we're friends and now I don't even know your real name. Maybe I'll tell you off the air. Okay. That's the, I okay. feel like that's fair. Okay. But I'm going to okay. guess. Okay. It's Scott. Oh my God, you're right. No, is it? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, not. No, I'm just guessing now. Now I can even think of my questions that I want to ask you. But seven years ago, I did an yeah. interview with you for one of my products, How to Become a Man Women Want. And it's still one of the most talked about interviews from the guys that purchased the program. And we talked about practicing and how that was a really important part of helping you become who you are now. Practice because, makes average. That's yeah, <laughs> what exactly. it does for me. <laughs> but so I want to hear about your background with women and where practice came into play to making you into the person that you are with women today. Yeah, it was really bad with women and disastrous, and I couldn't figure out why, and I had to kind of trace this exact same question myself, which took me years. So I've got it down to a pretty <laughs> short summary now. Um, I grew up around a lot of alcoholism. My whole family was alcoholics, and it tends oh. to make a person socially withdrawn. Really? Um, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd picture you I would being be the like, opposite. like the life of the party. Like, Ooh, yeah, that's what I would picture party. as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I went through a lot of changes to become more outgoing, but it, it took me a tremendous amount of effort to become who I am now. If you would have seen me uh, when I was 20 or 25 years old, I was extremely shy, socially withdrawn, and kind of hiding in the corner most of the time. Yeah. That's so interesting because anytime that I go somewhere that you are at, you are the person that sticks out to me the most. 
Well, you are tall. Well, you are tall. You have no choice. But but even separate from being a tall person, amongst everybody else, I laser in on you. Well, that's something I learned over many years of practice, how to make people notice me more, how to accept my tallness. My tallness used to make me very self-conscious. And I would slouch to try to blend in with everyone else. How tall are you? Uh, About 6'5". My husband said the same thing. Like when he used to talk to girls, he would always hunch over. He wouldn't want his size to be too intimidating to either other guys he was talking to or other women that he was trying to pick up on. Well, in my case, I wasn't talking to women at all because I was too scared. But when I was just in a room, I would hunch down and try not to be noticed. I was was very shy. I was afraid to talk to anyone. Which incidentally makes you stand out more (laughs) because it – it's like, who's this who's the tall, tall person slouch, <laughs> yeah. slouching and looking really awkward right now? Yeah. Right. It was counterproductive and it just <laughs> right. didn't help anything. It didn't help you at so all. So I eventually said, I think I'm going to go with this. I'm going to stand up really tall and put my shoulders back and walk as tall as I can. And we'll see what happens with that because I'm very experimental in things that I'll try in order to create personal growth. So I said, walking tall and trying to walk like a runway model, that's something I'm going to try. But you just said it to yourself. It's not like somebody else said to you, like, stop being so low in your confidence. You're better than this. You just Uh, said, screw it. Some people had said that to me, but it wasn't something that I was able to implement at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, during my teenage years, I had... Uh, I was involved in sports and a lot of my coaches would tell me things like that, but I was just too damaged and shy by being around alcoholics. And when you're around alcoholics and you're a kid, you're four or five years old, they, they kind of just yell at you all the time and you just end up trying to hide somewhere where you don't get yelled at. And mm-hmm. then that's a sk- that's a pattern that continues into adolescence and adulthood. So uh, in high school, I of course wanted to meet women, but without any social skills and with being social, socially withdrawn, I wasn't able to do it. So my strategy was, well, I'll try to get girls to notice me by being successful in certain things. So I joined the basketball team. I joined a rock band and I excelled in these areas. However, I did not get any dates or any girls out of it. Really? Yeah. Because if you don't have social skills, it doesn't matter how good you are at being in a rock band or playing sports or being rich or being successful. So even at that age, in your teens, it still didn't have an impact? No, there was no effect, literally zero effect. Really? You know, girls would kind of... Was your rock band shitty? (laughs) Yeah. Probably. (laughs) But girls in high school thought it was pretty cool. I remember that. Like, one time we played at the talent show and all these girls were checking me out in the hallway for the next two days. And I did nothing with it. I was like, I'm going to go hide in my locker now. (laughs) You're like, I don't know how to capitalize on this. Okay, but it did get you noticed. It definitely got you noticed, but it didn't help in moving things forward. Right, because being noticed isn't enough. You, you, As a man, you actually have to move things forward yourself. You have to make the first move. You have to talk. You have to um, start relating to the girl, building rapport. The girl's not going to take the leadership role in the interaction in most cases. So not helpful. So I went to college, same stuff. Uh, no social skills. A lot of girls noticed me. No girls were interested because I couldn't move things forward. I got out of college. And by the way, I went to college that was 75% women. I thought that would help. Oh, you wow. actively chose a school? Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. So this was something that was really important to you back then. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, what school is this? So college yeah. guy or so <laughs> yeah. guys getting out of high wants school. To go. Exactly. There's tons of them out there. If I had it to do over again, I would have went to Sarah Lawrence. That's like 90% women. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but anyway, it was, uh, it was bearable during college because there's so many women and I could talk to girls at least a little. But when I got out of college, I moved to New York City and I was kind of like crashing and burning down to zero again because it's 50-50 now. Right. And guys in New York City are pretty cool and pretty aggressive and 
And women are, um, you know, streetwise. If you try to talk to them, they know how to blow you off really well. They've been approached by 20 guys who want to hit on them and five homeless guys who want a dollar. And, (laughs) you know, they're pretty slick. So I was not able to uh, bust through that. And I was just in a downward spiral, I would say. That's what I've noticed about all pickup artists that have come in here is that you guys have been in a super low and you've all wanted to rise way above it. Right. And it's almost like likening, I'm kind of likening you guys to really religious people. (laughs) Because <laughs> I've noticed that like really religious people, they've either been homeless or abused or there's been some sort of really traumatic event that like shot them out of a cannon like directly to Jesus, you know, okay. and I feel like that's where these you guys seem to be because I'm not in, in this genre like I don't live in your right. world. But this is what the theme that I'm noticing because like the guys that have come in here recently, it's like I was hurt by women. So now I have 10 of them and like. You know, I didn't know how to talk to him, and so now I'm great at it. It's just like this kind of theme that I notice with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, when you are totally ignored by women and lonely for many, many years, it's very painful, and it builds up this desire. And you get to the point where you say, I'll do anything. I'll try anything. And that's the point I got to, which was a great point for me because I started just trying anything. And, man, that sure turned things around and helped a lot. So what did you try? Well, the first thing I did was I started reading a bunch of books and I read this book called No More Mr. Nice Guy. And the reason I read it is because I had, uh, I was doing this thing where I try to be a girl's friend and then I try to date them, you know, a few weeks later and it failed so many times right. and they all said the same thing. They would say, no, I don't want to date you. You're too nice. And I was like, well, I thought girls liked guys who was nice and I can't help being nice. I mean, it's kind of who I am. I've always been that way. And so... This book said, well, if you want to be nice, that's fine. And if you want to get dates, that's fine. But you're not typically going to get dates by doing the things nice guys do. Nice guys do things like making sure their car is really clean. (laughs) So women will notice and say, that's a guy's got a really clean car. I should give him a blowjob. Guys listening, still make sure your car is really clean. Yeah, exactly. This is so Don't start like dirtying up your car. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Looking back like on my boyfriend, like – if his his car was so disgusting, I should have ran. His car was so gross. He thought he cleaned it too. Like, and he was like, "I cleaned my car," and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is like this is clean, disgusting." Yeah. So this is interesting for the listeners. So I'm in a room right now with three pretty attractive women who say they like clean cars. I know pretty, exactly. Uh, Here, grab your okay. mic. Okay. <laughs> uh, I meant pretty and attractive. <laughs> there you go. Here, grab your mic. I mean, I'm in hey. the room with. Three reasonably attractive women. Oh, that was even worse. Yeah, that's that's way worse. You're just digging yourself in a hole, dude. Pick up disaster. It's working. I want him to like me more now. So you have to listen to this guy. He knows what he's doing. Go tell women they're reasonably attractive. It works. (laughs) Yeah, note to self. So they all say they want a guy with a clean car, but one of them ends up dating a guy who's got a dirty car. So what women say they want and what they actually go have sex with, two very different things. So take note of that. But then hold grudges for the rest of their lives. (laughs) Right. Now, in my line of work, we don't worry about people holding grudges. We teach you to get results. Hey, here's how to go get women, get dates, get phone numbers, get sex, get relationships, whatever you want. We're not really worried about the method or who's mad at us. We we don't care about that. So anyway, the point was... (laughs) Yeah, that was a good side note. Point was... uh, I was doing nice guy things. It doesn't work. So I, I, the book said, you can go hit on women all day long. It's not against the law. Nobody's going to 
arrest you or like the FBI isn't going to break into your house and say, you hit on 100 women this month. You can't do that. And that had never occurred to me before. Right. So I was like, well, if I can just go do that all day long, chances are I'll get pretty good at it because I've. See, that's interesting that that you believed that because I think for a lot of guys that I work with, I'm sure a lot of the guys that you work with as well, that would be a very daunting statement for them that I have to go and interact with 30 women or 100 women and potentially fail. And most of them would choose not to do it because they could potentially fail most of the time. So I love that that motivated you. Yeah, most guys wouldn't do that. But like I said, I'm a very experimental person and I've done weird stuff in the past just (laughs) to see what would happen. So this to me was just another experiment and a skill to learn. I I had, like I said, an athletics background. I was really bad at basketball in the beginning and then I practiced a lot and I ended up getting really good. So I figured, well, I'm really bad at this. If I go practice a lot, I'll get really good just like I did with basketball. I was a spaz in ninth grade and I was captain of the team in 12th grade. So this will be the same thing. So I go out and I start talking to girls. And I mean like 10, 15 girls a day. Really? Yeah. Saying what? Well, what I decided to start with is all of those, the most normal things that one would think of that your grandma tells you. You know, well, if you see a pretty girl, go tell her she's pretty. I offered right. to take her out to dinner. So that's what I did. I started there. I would walk up to girls in the subway in New York City and tell them, I think you're really pretty. I'd like to take you out to dinner. Right? Yeah. And man, was that 100% failure rate. <laughs> I, I mean, so I never tried it to a good 200 times. Really? Not one single girl would was even willing to talk to me for more than even 10 or 20 seconds. Really? I think your grandmother came from a different time period too when that Correct. probably happened. I mean, there's that too. That's a and also the subway is kind of like, you know, there's a lot of creeps on the subway. I mean, if, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah, so for various reasons, it was a flop. So I tried something else. I, I said, um, hey, what are you up to? Where are you going? That's another thing that I've heard guys talk about. There's, I just went up to her and said hi and told her my name and asked her what she was up to. So I'd be like, hey, how you doing? What's your name? Where are you going? And, and flopperoo. Right. It didn't work at all. So now I'm like 400 approaches in, right? But, but and you're I'm, still going, which I, I love. Yeah, I'm not bummed at all. I'm like, this is a great experiment. I know two things that definitely don't work, so I can eliminate those. <laughs> right. Because the whole world is telling you these are the things that work. So if the whole world thinks they work and they actually don't, that's extremely valuable information. Right. So I said to my brother one time, my, my brother liked to go to dance clubs and stuff. He was a little better with women than me. And I said, you know, I've talked to like 400 girls and they all think I'm a loser. So you got any ideas? You know? <laughs> and he said, all right, well, that normal stuff doesn't work. So why don't you just tell them something weird? Like tell them something they've never heard before. Uh, ask them if they know any place to get cotton candy nearby. Okay. So went down <laughs> back into the subway and asked girls where to get cotton candy. <laughs> it was a winner. Yeah. And so what, what, what happened? What would happen was uh, I would say, hey, you know anywhere to get some cotton candy around here? And, and they hadn't heard it before, so they would be like, hmm, what do you mean by that? You know, and I'd get all kinds of different responses. Like drugs. Some would think it's drugs, <laughs> yeah. Some would think I really am looking for cotton candy. Some would think I'm hitting on them. Some would think I'm weird. Some would think it's a really cool random But you were question. getting reactions. Yeah, I was getting reactions. Mm-hmm. And girls would talk to me for like three or four minutes. Really? Which was So you knew what to say after that as well. Well, I didn't know what to say after that, but what I would do is since I had so many repetitions of saying the same thing, I would I would kind of build my responses. So 
I knew that girls would either say, are you talking about drugs or what do you mean by that? Or, yeah, there's cotton candy at the gas station. So there's three responses. <laughs> and so, any girl who actually knows where there's cotton candy, that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the girl take home to mom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I would build three responses to then say to those three responses because I was very nervous around women and they were more mentally quick than me. Yeah. Because when you feel nervous, you get very slow, slowed down mentally. Yeah. So now that I had my three responses, I could kind of keep up with them a little better. And then they would have more responses after that. And I would build, I was kind of building, you know, almost like a, a sales script, yeah. you know, and I would just go up and do my same script. And it was like five or 10 things and they would all go in a row. And since I was doing this hundreds of times, I knew what was coming next. And girls would get really attracted to me just because of the mental quickness that I had, which wasn't even real. It was just scripted. Right. Um, but I got girls interested and they were giving me their phone number and, and none of them ever like called me back or anything. But, but, you know, but at least you got that far. But at least I got that far. So right. I was really encouraged by this. So the lesson was, the moral of the story is tell women something they've never heard before. Right. If you want to say you're really pretty or let's go out to dinner or where are you going, forget it. They've heard it a million They've times. They've heard it a million times. And just the fact that they're able to look at you and say, you're a guy that's hitting on me. I've heard this before. I got... 17 different ways to blow you off. I'm going to tell you I'm a lesbian now. <laughs> what are you up to? Where are you going? I'm a lesbian. Bye. Right? So That's literally the things that I want to say when somebody does come up and approach right. me. Even salespeople. I'm like, I, I'm going to die tomorrow. Like, Just leave me alone. Yeah. That's immediately the response Anything that I have inside of, of me. Yeah. So I just started saying weirder and weirder stuff. And eventually I found what turned out to be the holy grail of weird stuff to say to girls to get them interested. What did you say? I said, hey, do you like horses? Better than cotton candy? That works better? Way better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girls have some kind of weird affinity for horses. Like if you think of like a girl when she's young, a lot of girls have ho- posters of horses in their room and I would, toys. Yeah, yeah me too. I used to ride horses. Pony. Well, actually, I want to ask Catherine. So, so well, just so as what a side note, statements do for you? As a side note, I competed in equestrian sports for oh, nine yes. years. So, so I rode horses for nine years. See, there you go. It's so always an association. I took horseback that, riding lessons last year. You did? <laughs> you did? Just a couple. They were really expensive. So I had to go yeah. kind of go, oh, oh yeah. Maybe That's interesting. expensive hobby. Maybe next year. Yeah. Hey, girls like horses. Yeah. But so what, so what do statements like that do for you? Well, I just want to kind of go back. For me, when you were talking about being in high school and being really good at all of these things. And maybe I'm just not typical, but for me, I find talent and intellect to be the two hottest things ever. For sure. So I can see somebody who on the surface, I'm not immediately physically attracted to them, but if I find out they're talented, it's an immediate draw. And I will go up and approach them and be like, Hey, that was awesome. Or, you know, like, and I'm just, that's just kind of who I am. But, um, yeah, that's true. If the guy can't follow through with it. Yeah. And I definitely like, I'm the type of person where I honestly, in my next life, I want to come back as a man because I am. So if I, I, if I could, I would ask guys out all the time. And I just feel like we still are in that place where it doesn't work. I can, but I've tried it a couple times and I think it's like too off putting. Like, I feel like, Men still want to be like, well, no, I, this is my role that I, right. anyway, that's a whole other topic. But, um, anyway, I should have met you in high school. Cause I probably would have totally been like, yeah. dude, let's like go get Froyo. And that was an amazing basketball game you had. Anyway, it's too late. It would have been great to meet you 19 years ago. <laughs> I was um, pretty hard up at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but on, I mean, honestly though, I think we just live in a society and I, and I don't know when you were doing this on the subway in New York, but if, 
I'm always a little off put when a stranger in a very public situation approaches me and talks to me where it's kind of, I think we just live in a society where you just don't know what the person's motivation or intention is. I I also get pressure, feel pressure from the people listening around us. Yeah. Cause they, they're watching. It's almost like we're on stage. Yeah. Cause I'll notice that I'll see when someone else is approached and then I watch like a hawk. But Brad's you know? talking about getting somebody's attention. Whereas the statements that he was making when he first started doing this, they, they would get an immediately wall, uh, sorry, an immediate wall put up yeah, that reject, was complete rejection well, and he could not you, battle do you, through. Do you always dress in black, all black? Well, I've gone through a lot of different phases with my fashion and I experimented with it like anything else. Because, I mean, that could also be something that, you know, to some girls could be a little bit scary or off-putting. Yeah. What I found was that the scarier I tried to look, the better, the better my you results did. were. Really? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, just, I started to get more and more intimidating looking. And this goes back to don't be a nice guy. What I found out was being a nice guy doesn't work. And the more of a prick you are, the better it works. So I decided to dress more intimidating and all in black and worked great. So were you a jerk to girls? Once um, you got, because I want to, I want to ask more about that. I think I was more kind of like mischievous, okay. and I would kind of tease girls and make fun of girls. And uh, that's not being a jerk. Yeah, I mean, I think the word jerk has you know many different connotations. I mean, there was a time in the beginning where I didn't know the difference, and there probably was times when I was a jerk to girls. But I think I learned my lesson pretty quick, and what kind of jerky behavior girls like, and what kind is is just hurtful to them. You know? Right. So, would you say that you're your successful behavior is more playful and teasing rather yeah. than objectifying and manipulating and hurting women? Yeah, objectifying and uh, hurting women, it's just not, you know, it's not my style. It never has been. I have a lot of positive female role models. I love how that'd be someone else's style. It is oh, it someone else's style. I just read this article today about oh, some guy over, I think, in Denmark, who is a pickup artist, yeah. who is trying to get rape legalized in what? a person's home. Oh, I'll read about I'll read this article. The internet's full of silly stuff. That can't be real. I swear to God. It was on like... I can't I th- believe it's not legal already. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. We're so uptight. We'll see. Uh, maybe in Kazakhstan. Fingers crossed. <laughs> legs uncrossed. <laughs> yeah, legs uncrossed. Exactly. No, but like there, there are people who, who have... Those aspirations in the world, but yeah, that, that's not where you're coming from. I just really want to make close that clear. With my mom and had okay. the few girlfriends that I did have growing up. I had pretty good relationships. So I was already good at relationships, I would say. Okay. And I had a pretty, pretty positive view of women. Uh, but you know, I there were times when I was a little sour on women because I was so angry. Uh, well, no, I was just lonely. I think I turned that anger inside. I, I wasn't really mad at the women. I was more mad at myself. Yeah. You know, in my case. Yeah, that um, happens to a lot of people. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, sure. So. Well, can I ask, how, how did you learn to relate to women after you ran through this script of yours? Because as wonderful as a script you is... You grew out your hair. That, that works. Like, how did you actually internalize that confidence that you were displaying in your 10 questions script? How did you then take that in for yourself so that you could actually banter for yourself afterwards and have a great conversation with these girls when you went out with them. Right. Well, this process of being rejected by hundreds of women and occasionally getting a few good results actually was a huge confidence builder for me. So by the time I was up to like five, 600 women, I had real confidence. There was nothing anybody could say to me that would really hurt my feelings or make me go home and cry anymore. Was it real confidence like the way you're kind of, you go to war like in Vietnam, right. and you just seen so much shit that you're like, nothing can hurt me. Is that the kind yeah. of confidence? Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. I've been told f- 
you know, obscene things by girls, get lost, screw you, all kinds of. So it, it's a hardened confidence. It right. wasn't like yeah. you built your confidence off of like girls telling you like, oh, you're great. I love you. You're great. And all of a sudden you got like hair on your chest. See, but I think that's more fake confidence when you build off of only positive experiences. I think the fact that you got both positive and negative yeah. and you still kept going, right. I think that's where the Well, I did start to get from. a few dates and I'd have a lot of fun and I had a lot of sexual confidence already. And a lot of girls would say, that was great how you just talked to me on the train and then we went on a date and then we had great sex. Oh, like, okay. I'm so grateful to you for even making that move. So that kind of thing also increased my confidence. And I think confidence develops in a very uneven way. You'll get confidence in a few areas and then yeah. a few others. And it took me a couple of years to really solidify it. But just my first five minutes of confidence solidified pretty quickly just from this experiment. Yeah. Well, that's what happened with me. I think we've talked about this before and I'm sure yeah. you do not remember. But um, that's how I boosted my confidence. I was extremely socially awkward and uncomfortable. I had a stroke when I was 20 years old because of all of the things that I was thinking in my head constantly whenever I was interacting with somebody else. Um, and I went backpacking in Australia with my best friend who's the most outgoing person in the world. Like she'd go outside for a cigarette and come back with 30 new friends. So I started smoking to try and make friends. It didn't work out the same way for me. But I said to myself, I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to learn how to actually do what she does and be the type of person that I really see myself as being. And I saw myself as being outgoing and fun and playful, but I could never express that to other people because I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. So I did the same thing. I was in actually New Zealand and I did 10 approaches a day and I said to myself, I can't go home until I say hi to 10 people. And the first day it took me like two and a half hours to do because it freaked me out. I thought that it would take me like 24 hours. Come and game in the subway with me. I know, exactly. I would have done that had I known. But but it, it does it does build your confidence. But I, the, to be honest, I didn't get a lot of negative responses. I am a girl, so it's a lot right. easier. But I still, as a girl, thought I would get negative responses from people. Even though I had guys like me when I was younger, that, that wasn't where my insecurity came from. Um, but that repetitive action of doing and doing and doing and then building on what I had done and what I had seen was successful through my body language, through the way that I said something, through the, the voice tonality and the energy level that I was speaking, just practicing over and over and over again and making simple little tweaks had a huge effect on my confidence. Um, but more so, it had a huge effect on my social life because I was yeah. suddenly able to be that person that I saw myself as being. So It's so exciting when yeah. those changes start happening. And it's just simple practice, you know, and repetition mm -hmm. and... Uh, it's, it's just an amazing phenomenon. People think confidence is something you either have or you don't or you're just born with it, but it's not. It can be learned. It can be Absolutely. taught. There are exercises. It's just like going to the gym. Yeah, it can be won and lost yeah. very easily. Like I, so. I say to people that I work with, um, just because somebody's confident doesn't mean that they're confident 100% of the day, 100% of the time. Yeah. They have their ups and downs, and what they also have is a huge tool belt full of things they can pull from if they do get to low points or high points or whatever it is that they need. So right. I, I love that you shared that with us. We're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and talk to Catherine and hear her feedback on what she heard from the first half of the show. I want to see what you thought of those two approaching lines and what you would do if somebody said that to you. So we'll be back. You can hear the whole horse's line. I'll I know. I know. I want to hear it. So we'll, we'll, There's more. Because we'll, my dick more. is the same size. <laughs> yeah. The horses. We'll be back in a bit. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Um, we're just chit-chatting and I'm Movie continuing stuff. to eat chips, which I should stop doing. Um, 
chips are like my second boyfriend. Um, so Kat's back. And Actually, you have a better relationship with those chips. I do. Than you do. They don't have a messy car. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's hear what you think about um, all those things that, uh, that Brad P. was saying. Brad Pitt. Um, Brad off Pitler. Well, first of all, I – and again, maybe I'm just an exception to the rule, but I like nice guys. I think it's so refreshing and But rewarding. define that. Tell, tell me what nice um, means to you. A guy that is uh, polite and is appropriate. I mean, I, being in L.A. now, like, you know, somebody I barely knew, like, sent me – you know, that I met at the gym, sent me a text. was like, hey, I saw you and you looked really hot the other day. And I'm like, dude, I don't know you well enough. Like, duh, ew. Yeah. But, like, somebody that is complimentary in an appropriate way and, you know, I also – I mean, there are times I'm like, oh, my God, chivalry is so dead. But when I see somebody ex- like ex- behave in a chivalrous, chivalrous way, it's like that grabs my attention because it's so out of the ordinary. Um, right. And I and, think and I don't think anybody's knocking that type of niceness. Like, OK. Yeah. I think because it's funny because when women say nice and guys say nice, they just mean two completely different things. So like because – I think – yeah, sorry. No, go on. I think guys think pushover – uh, weak, mm-hmm. and I don't think women picture pushover weak when they say nice guy, right? I think women picture a really super attractive guy who they already like who opens doors for them. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So, guys listening, um, be really nice when the girl already likes you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. However, uh, my husband is the nicest guy. With the nice, when the girl doesn't like you, doesn't work. At least that's what my hundreds of subway approaches taught me. But the thing is, is that the the behavior that you were displaying before, it's not really nice behavior. It was potentially um, needy. It's non opinionated. It's it is pushover. It's pleasing. It is completely polite in that you don't say anything that's actually on your mind. You say things that can be agreed with or agreed between you and the woman. What that what, is what guys do? Yeah, that, that's that's what the nice behavior is. It's like it's it's it's. I'm having a hard Women time. Women picture today. a really dominant guy who yeah. does what he wants and he chooses to be nice to them, even though he kind of doesn't really have to. He could yeah. go do something else, but but he chooses to be nice and Yeah, good person. Everybody yeah. likes a good person. So, right. so that's is that the kind of guy that you're looking for? You for are men. looking for a man with confidence who has an opinion, who can express himself, who can banter with you, who is also a gentleman who walks yeah. in the door, who treats people nicely and kindly, yeah. doesn't you know slap you on the ass and tell you to get inside. Well, <laughs> I mean, like later on down the road. I mean, that also too, man. I think but- there's something like, I, and I feel like I don't see this as much anymore. But I think there's also too a difference between knowing when a girl is not interested and then also knowing when to be a pursuer. And I feel like I see a lot of times where guys give up really quickly, and it's like they don't even. And I, I, I've I've heard a couple stories where. Some of my girlfriends have told me like, yeah, you know, I kind of sort of knew him and he just, he was always like, he never, he, you know, we were friends, but he always was, he was, he was, he would chase after me. And he finally, you know, we finally are now like, he's my boyfriend and we're engaged or whatever. But like that sense of, um, going there, like there's, there's something to me very attractive when I see a man who says, I see something I want and I'm not afraid to go after it. Of course, not in a way that is creepy or like so a stalker. So can you define that for me then? Because um, that's difficult for guys I to understand. I think like, again, like the, the, the confidence to ask a girl to dinner and, you know, and if she says, oh, I can't, I'm busy. Be like, oh, okay, cool. What about next week? You know, and like, and knowing though too, like the point where finally it's like, she's clearly not interested, but also in the sense of, I, I recently saw the movie Brooklyn 
And if you haven't seen I it, just saw it's it. amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think you, there's a scene when in when the the young Italian guy sees that Irish actress with the name I can't pronounce, and you see it immediately. And he he looks at her, and he's immediately drawn to her, and he goes up to her and he asks her to dance. And it's like you just and I when I saw that movie, I looked at my friend. I'm like, man, I want a guy to look at me like that. Where yeah. it's like, yes, and and that you want a guy that you already like. To look at you that way. I mean, yeah. on it. Well, I mean, if I don't, if I haven't met him, I mean, like it's, I, I have to meet the person. But like again, what you were talking, it goes back to confidence is a huge thing. If if you are confident in yourself, like that's a, that's of course, like that's I think half the battle. So I think it, it's it's a, being a, approaching with a lot of confidence. And again, it, I think it's, um, you know, not being afraid to take a chance and. And, and like, and I, I approach a lot of things like that too. Like even where it's like, eh, should I text this guy or not? Eh, whatever. I'm going to do it. And then if it works out, great. If it doesn't, okay, it wasn't meant to be. But it's, I, you're never the worst for trying. So if I could just maybe translate this into man language yeah. real quick. <laughs> yes. Go for because it. Because guys get the wrong idea. Wow, 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 wow. Girls wow. like, I like a nice guy. And the guy's like, okay, well, I'm nice. going to buy her presents even though I don't know her. So guys get the wrong idea. So here's the thing we're pursuing. Um, if you're going to pursue, pursue a girl, ask her out maybe three or four times, and if she doesn't say yes after a week, delete her number, delete her off Facebook, and never talk to her again. The reason I say that is because when you try to befriend and date, you waste your time. You only have so many hours that you can work on pursuing women and should be spending those hours meeting new women, women who might be interested in you. Guys get into a pattern where there's a girl they like and they chase her for months, even years, mm-hmm. three, four, five years. And during that time, they're missing opportunities with a lot of women who might be more suitable for them. So one week max, three or four ask outs, then then forget her. I do want to jump into that, though. Uh, Like for me, what I found is really interesting is there have a lot of my relationships have started where the guy has been my friend. And we've been friends and I've gotten to know the person. And I think after a week, like you can't always get to know somebody. I think if there's somebody like she's a cool chick, she's not a bitch. I would stay friends with her on Facebook. Like there's somebody who I know I've known him for a year and I saw him recently, um, in something, he was performing in something and he was stellar. And I, all of a sudden was like, Ooh, talent. Well, well, I mean, I know he was talented, but I saw him in something completely different and it immediately piqued my interest. And I, I saw him in a different way and I was attracted to him in a different way. And I think sometimes a lot of these things, they, you know, you never know what a girl is going through too. She could be, you know, have something really devastating happening in her life right now. And she just doesn't feel like going out. So I wouldn't say like delete her number, delete her off Facebook. Like if you genuinely like someone and she's not a bitch and she's a cool chick, I would still keep like, you never know where things are going to end up. And I would still like keep the, the, like a, a thread the of thread communication. That's there. I hear, I hear what both of you are saying. That's but a good Brad, rule for attractive guys and guys who women yeah. usually like them in the beginning. But okay. Well, if I you're mean, listening and you're a guy who, you know, women don't really like you right off the bat. <laughs> um, you don't want to be stuck chasing a girl for like weeks and months yeah. and years. Okay, well, if you're ugly and that- stupid and have zero potential, sure, delete her after a week. But I mean, <laughs> this is like somebody who I knew who was like not, I mean, not a Brad Pitt, not uh, the hottest guy around. Like he was, he's attractive. I'd say he's attractive. Girls right. like but him, was right? he spending all um, this whole year fixating on you? No, he wasn't. That's the difference. So what Brad's talking but about. But keeping in touch. Well, there are yeah, like for that's, me, that's for example. I'm in a relationship, but if that relationship happened to come to an end at some point, there are guys that are 
in the back of my mind that I thought, oh, they're cute or, you know, we've never had any sort of anything going on, but we've, you know, they, they never pursued me. I've never pursued them, but we have some sort of string of communication that, um, it's just nice to know that they're there. And if I had come across them, I would maybe go, Hey, would you want to go out sometime? So it's like not shutting everyone out of your life because again, there's different circumstances, but I totally get what you're saying. In the real world, these things do happen. You guys got to remember, I teach guys who are not attractive, who don't have anything going for them, and they've failed with women their whole life, and Mm -hmm. they're IT guys who sit in front of the computer, and they have no social skills. So for those guys, it's very easy for them to fall in the trap of, maybe she'll like me if I just prove how much I like I'll check in every month with a text, and hopefully they'll respond back, and they'll give me a tidbit of something that I can hold on to it for the next month. Those are the guys I teach, though, the, the rules in the real world that you guys live in as attractive women might not. Oh, we've gotten bumped up from yeah. reasonably attractive. Oh, exactly. Now we're full on attractive. I know. Great. Woo-hoo! That's awesome. You know, these, uh-huh. these he must be attracted are... to intelligence as well. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are kind of winning me over. There you go. Okay, good. Yeah. No, but that's, I think that's a really good point because e- even to you know, go back to what you were saying in the beginning of the show, that practice does make perfect. These guys, a lot of the guys that we work with are starting off at the very beginning and in the beginning you do need these rules in place so that you can snap yourself out of getting fixated and focused on somebody who's not going to give you back what it is that you're trying to give them when you do build up your confidence then you can listen to things like Catherine is saying and chris and kristen is saying and work within those rules because you're coming from a more confident place where you have options out there and you don't become solely fixated on one person that may or may not potentially like you mm-hmm. and, and losing out on countless opportunities. Yeah, and there's another danger that men are subject to, which you guys might not be aware of. Um, if you are showing a girl attention and she doesn't want to date you, but she'll be your friend, there's a danger that she might use you to... Uh, demonstrate her social value to other women and men in the world. And she might like, I call this an orbiter invitation. Orbiter is a guy who just kind of hangs around and hopes you get horny one day and he's there at the right time, right place. But (laughs) you know, he knows you don't really like him. So, uh, attractive girl in her, you know, let's say mid twenties who wants to show how many friends she has at her birthday party might invite seven, eight, nine guys who she's never going to bone. And she she gives them false hope. And then when they all show up to her birthday party, she goes, oh, I don't know why all these guys showed up. And she impresses her friend. So these guys get used as a pawn. And it's very dangerous. Ew, that's awful. I would Uh, never do. I don't even know any women that would do that. The majority of attractive women do I did that. That sounded like a put on. Like, but, I don't know. See, the who thing anyone is, is like, that's that. a man's perception that's of horrible. what is happening. It's not like we do this on, per- or at least for me. I mean, I have guy friends that I invite to stuff where I like, Jane, like, you're cool and awesome. Yeah, you like, come and they're my out. friend. Like, I mean, yeah, like, it's. But when I, hey, you when I was are younger. You're a little more advanced. I mean, no, but there are, are a lot of women that subconsciously do things Clearly, like that. And, and people do that all the time. Like, yeah. think about when you're lonely sometimes. You're like, let's just text a few people and see if they respond back to me. Am I cool? Do they still Like, those things are, they're not from a manipulative, bitchy, horrible place. So, like, I'm sure there are some girls who are like, oh, whatever, I'll invite all these guys. I know they want me. I'm sure that maybe 5% of women actively do that in a cruel way. But I would say that the majority of other women are not doing it for, women for that reason. Women don't intentionally try to be cruel, but they don't see it as cruel. Yes. That's, that's the thing. In my opinion, it is cruel to lead guys on Absolutely. when you know they're fixated on you and then use them to impress your friends. And 
I've noticed, you know, 90% of attractive women do it, especially younger women. You guys are more advanced, clearly, maybe more, a little more ethical in your dating. But He's my calling us old. I, 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 I am called us old. You call us attractive, <laughs> then you call us old. Think a lot. So reasonably attractive, <laughs> and then old. And then advanced. <laughs> <laughs> Nice wording. They're, they're so sensitive, these chicks. I got to get out of here. <laughs> What's going on? All these emotional women in here. Horrible. No, but, but these these are true statements that you're making. And plus, it's wonderful to hear like a man's perspective on this. Like we've all, we always say that the voice of man on our show is supposed to call us out in our bullshit. And I love that you've been able to do that today because you are speaking for a lot of the men who are listening to the show where they're like, that's not true. That's not true. That doesn't work. And I, I love what you're saying. So continue saying more. It's happened to me. You know, I've been thinking I'm going to meet a girl who likes me and I get there and there's seven other guys who think she likes them and she's like, wow, I'm so surprised all you guys came. You must all really like me. Well, how do, how do you get that girl to switch things around so that she does notice you over the seven other guys and see you in a different way? Well, you have to do it right from the very first second that you meet her. If you try to be her friend and then switch it later, it doesn't work in most cases. Um, in fact, that doesn't work even off enough to be a legitimate strategy at all. If you think you're going to befriend and date just because it worked one out of a thousand times for your friend, I mean, it works occasionally for really good looking guys who are really cool for your average guy and your below average guys who I teach. It never, ever works. And it's never worked for me. What about um, guys who believe in getting to know a girl first as well? Like that's, that's the position that they come from. You should so it's be not flirting with her and going right. on dates and it should be red hot fire flirting. If you don't want to have sex for a few weeks, cause that's your values. That's fine, but do not be her friend. Friend is a category where you are going to be stuck there. You are not going to move to a girl. Uh, a girl is not going to become sexually obsessed with you, aroused by the idea of having sex, sex with you if you're her friend in most cases. Can you define friend for me? Like what does that mean? What kind of behaviors mean Okay, sure, friend? yeah. There's, um, there's different categories that women put men in. Um, we'll start from the bottom. Creepy. All right, if she categorizes you as creepy, you're mm-hmm. stuck there. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, then there's Orbiter. Orbiter's a guy you don't really want to be friends with, but you'll tolerate him because you, you might need that ego boost or you might need a Or ride. you need someone to go out with. You need someone to go out with. You just need something from yeah. him. You know, you, need, you got a flat tire, you might call that guy someday. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an Orbiter. A friend is a guy you really relate to. You have no sexual interest in. You're never going to have a sexual interest in him. Um, he might be there to help you sometime if you need something, but also he's cool. He's good to talk to. He's just not your type. Uh, then there's a seducer. A seducer is a guy who a woman gets obsessed about. She's sexually attracted to him. She wants this guy. She's willing to compete with other women to get this guy. That's what I teach guys to be. Um, and then the last category is the you know provider, husband, boyfriend, committed relationship guy. And that's fine. You can get to that, but you should begin the interaction as seducer. If you start from boyfriend land... Uh, it's very hard to move the relationship forward because the woman will keep you in a holding pattern where she doesn't have sex with you just to see how long you'll hold out and keep chasing her before you lose interest. So always start at the seducer and you can go to boyfriend land later, but if you're getting friend zoned, turn into an orbiter, creepy, just forget it. Just go start again with a new girl and try to be the seducer. Interesting. Very good. Okay, I want to get I want to get to some questions from our from our listeners. I feel like Catherine's in shock. She's like, "What the hell is going on <laughs> it, well, here?" It's just, it's I'm so reasonably attractive. I'm old, and now I don't understand men at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, personally, for me, like, again, I'm I'm on all the apps, and I can see a guy who's super attractive on an app, but if there's like nothing written about him, 
and like, okay, he's really not that serious, and I'll pass. Like for me, there's so there, and maybe it's different for guys, but like for me, there, there's got to be more than a physical attraction. And if I feel like some guy is just interested in me for sex, I don't care. I don't care. Like you have to have a genuine interest in me, and you, I want him to feel like he likes me as a person, not just like you know, kind of like a hey babe, you know, like the kind of if some guy was all on the sexual thing, like it, it's a turn off for me. It's so like user doesn't I, mean all in the sexual category. Though. I mean, I'm I'm just yeah, maybe I'm misinterpreting yeah. it. No, but, but it's interesting to hear like the different things that you're both expressing because I understand it. Right. You but speak man lo- language and woman language. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny to hear how you're internalizing it and then how like, it's just, it's very interesting. To and me. I will say I had a, a guy who was a friend of mine for two years and then I fell head over heels for him and was sexually attracted to him like nobody's business. Why? What was he doing? Um, I, I'd grown close to him. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, well, he was talented. He was smart. He made me laugh. And I grew close to him. Like, we had a friendship that developed. And it was funny. He was originally interested in me. Like, he had a crush on me for a while. And I did not feel that way about him. Mm-hmm. And then I got a crush on him. But it, like, it, it grew. Like, it was something, again, where I think some of this stuff, it's like you it, you have – it takes time. And, like, mm-hmm. and he was not somebody who I was sexually attracted to in the beginning when I met him. But mm-hmm. I – desired him really cool wasn't he he was a cool guy but he didn't he didn't really like i remember we'd gone out once and he there was a girl across the bar and i i was a friend of his at the time and like he could not talk to her because he just he just couldn't like he didn't have the confidence to do it he was terrified he wanted to he wanted to but he didn't and like so he was that kind of guy like he didn't have that kind of guy who was into you who's a guy that would work with brad would never let you know that he wanted to talk to another woman I mean, so I'm just saying that that that's like the small difference there because he would be looking at you. That's the nice. Well, behavior. we were also out with two of his other guy friends. Right. We were like trying to help him. I don't know, whatever. But it was. Yeah. But, but that's I think saying like, he's not focusing on you. So no matter what, subconsciously somewhere, there is that little note that says he's looking elsewhere. He's not just. Into, which is attractive. Is what you're which saying. Which can potentially be. I'm, I'm just saying like that if you were friends for all this time and you knew. He was into you. When he was out, he wasn't looking elsewhere. He was only going to focus on you. He wasn't going to go try and pick up other girls. He was just going to hang out with you, have drinks with you, because ultimately, like an orbiter, he was thinking one day you guys are going to be together, and any time you have together was his time to show you that he would be a good boyfriend for you. So basically what you're saying is he wasn't like desperate, and that was yeah. attractive to her. Uh, is that what you're it's, saying? It's not I'm even that it's to attractive kind of, to her, but it's, it was appealing it's a slight or... difference. It's a, the slight difference that I'm trying to convey. Women are so complex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry. I think, the, I I know, think it's getting funny too... I think guys are so complex. So it's, I mean, it's really... Oh, my God. Guys are so simple. It's awesome. I feel okay. like you guys need to do like a two-hour version of your show where like we can just like debate stuff. I know, but it's it so... is interesting to just yeah. hear the different perspectives the, of like, the where people are The main thing that I from. think we disagree on is... Um, you're picturing really cool, talented guys when you're, you're giving this advice and these rules. And the guys that I teach, they're not cool. They're not talented. They're at the bottom of the bucket trying to work their way up. So for a guy who's really cool and talented, yeah, you can go chase a girl and be friends with her for a year and then something will heat up later. Yeah, that, that applies to you. But you know what? If you're an IT guy or if you're a little overweight or if you're a little yeah, there's you know, different you're rules. short, rules, you know, different rules, rules. you, you got to get in there and you got to dominate from from the first second. Or so else listen to Brad, guys, because I'm 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 not speaking in the right context. Unless no, you're really but you cool are. You're, and you're hot. giving amazing feedback here because I. If think you're really that cool and hot, listen to Catherine. Is great. <laughs> 
Irving and, is and maybe even a cool person. Captain. Like yeah, even exactly. if you're just Catherine, a cool person and not a, a cool, douche. Guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. They're all listening to this show. So perfect. But so even like Daniel, who works with you, when he walked in, honestly, I, you would not think anything of him. If anything, I would have thought that he would have been stuttering on the show. He wouldn't be able to put a sentence. This is my honest opinion. The fact that he was so confident in himself, like it literally had made me transform the way that I saw him. Where So funny. But he is. Like yeah. that's like it's just it's he did. He won me over. And if somebody like him were to befriend me, I'm putting air quotes in, I can see how – at some point, I would be questioning whether or not I wanted more from him. Whereas there's a lot of other guys who have come into my life where I'm like, no way in hell. I'm going to take you out so I can meet other guys. I think the moral, even be an the moral of the story is get confident or fake confidence because that's a huge part of the battle. And I can agree yeah. with that fake wholeheartedly. Confidence is it, huge. Do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, some good ways to fake confidence, Catherine. Um, I think uh, – Oh gosh. I mean, well, approaching a girl in the for, you know, like right away already that shows that you have confidence. So that's that's part of it. Um and uh I think uh not being like and I think saying something funny or, you know, having kind of a, an interesting thing to start with. I mean, I think somebody messaged me on Tinder when like we matched up and like he said something like, "So I hear you've got a huge crush on me" or something like that. I thought it was really funny. And, huge I, cock. and I wrote <laughs> back. Well, and I wrote back and I said, <laughs> "I said, um, do you say that to every girl you match with on Tinder?" And he was like, "Haha, yes, I do." But like it started That's like the cute. the you know yeah it was cute and it was funny and it was like it pinged my interest and it wasn't just you like hey what's brain. up you know something like yeah. you've never heard before yes yeah, something exactly. I'd never heard before and so and also too the fact that he messaged first I I don't like to message first I think if you if the guy Again, I like the pursuer kind of thing. So sure. even taking the initiative and messaging first, that's a, like already confidence. Look at look at how guys get brownie points now. It's like really you just have to message first. Yeah. I, I was at home a while back and I was helping my sister with her Tinder and Hinge and all of this op- the applications that she uses for dating. And like she would pair with so many guys and they wouldn't write to her and it it would get me so frustrated i'm like just contacted her you oh yeah no i have like swiped 618 swipe. matches on here and like i barely oh, use it well i never get you. i never get messages i'm impressed so it's like you got 16, 618 yeah yeah i mean something like well no i'm just like wow Again, and none of them like, are messaging okay well i'm not gonna, gonna reach out to you like nope i mean if you're interested you will message me yeah. period like and if you're not interested you're clearly not interested mm-hmm. Interesting. i don't need to waste my time up i'm believe it or not as i've worked through all this you know, women, man stuff for a decade and teaching people, I become a big believer in traditional gender roles in dating. Mm -hmm. The man taking the lead, making the first move, opening doors and doing all the chivalrous stuff, taking all the leadership roles. Um, And it's it's greatly appreciated by women too, by the way, FYI. And it was confusing. And I think it's confusing to a lot of men because in non-dating contexts, women prefer to be treated equal. Obviously we want equal pay for equal work in the workplace. Women don't want to be objectified. And I grew up, you know, in I guess more of a feminist surrounding. And I was like, yeah, women are equal, you know, but that's in the workplace and that's in the, in the dating world. It's, it's not, it's not equal. It's not equal. Mm -hmm. They're a different thing than you. And doesn't mean one is better or worse, but they're not supposed to have equal behaviors or the same behaviors that you have. Men are supposed to take the traditional man role and women are supposed to take the traditional women role. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, it's all of us, too. It's a yin and a yang. Yeah, and women like to be submissive. Men should try to be dominant. And then the next Well, I don't know about being submissive. Oh, they do. Women enjoy it. See, they don't like hearing that word submissive to describe themselves because even I have a reaction to that. We're talking about dating. We're not talking about But submissive describes But I like to be led. You what like do you mean? A guy who is strong and you trust, and he's very dominant, and you like him to uh, make decisions. Maybe when when you're feeling a little indecisive, mm-hmm. uh, good decisions. You, you would hope. <laughs> yes. Right? Um, you like him to take the lead sexually. You like him to hold you down and give it to you hard. That is, yeah. That, <laughs> wow. That is dominant. You're like, you're in my head, bro. (laughs) You know exactly what I want. Yeah, women like to submit to a powerful man in a sexual nature. Yeah. I agree with that as well. I don't like the word submissive, but I completely agree with everything you described. So I'm glad you got him to define that a little bit deeper. Thank you guys for being on this show. Thank you. Catherine, tell people about... Uh, your film that you just put up, it's on YouTube, right? Uh, yeah, actually, I just released, uh, um, speaking of dating, I just released a sketch on my Funny or Die channel called When You Date a Raiders Fan. And um, we've gotten 16,000 views in That's less awesome. than 72 hours. And uh, it's like 11,000 Facebook likes. It's been, people That's have awesome. really liked awesome. it. So yeah, check it out if you like When You Date a Raiders Fan on Funny or Die. And um, if you're a football fan of any kind, I'm sure you'll relate and enjoy. I love that. Raiders fans just yeah. scare me. <laughs> just, I would never That's date a Raiders fan. That's part of the, the sketch, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> okay, and Brad, go to wingrowmethod.com slash Brad P. Stuff. You're awesome. There Thank you, you for being on the show. Thank I'm you, glad Marty. I got to re-interview you seven yeah, years fun. later. Uh Everybody listening to the show, you're wonderful. You're awesome. Thank you for listening. And thank you for continuing to write in questions. If you want to send questions to our show so that we can answer them live on air, send them to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. You can check out our uh, Twitter at askwomenpodcast. You can check out Kristen at ask Kristen Carney. No. No, at Kristen don't Carney. Don't ask me anything. <laughs> her anything. She's like, I, I have she no She doesn't want to even talk to you. But exactly. donate to her Indiegogo at campaign. Guys. Kristen Carney. And Just go to her Indiegogo campaign. Yep, it's just uh, igg.com forward slash a t forward slash friends quote unquote and then you can find it on my twitter at kristen carney and on my instagram at chris karn and on my facebook you guys know where it is awesome and you can go check my site out winggirlmethod.com if you sign up to get my newsletters you get a free copy of my book 10 mistakes you're making with women and how to avoid them we'll see you guys next week